A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. Hello and welcome to Star Wars Counseling on the Force Center podcast feed, the show that believes absolutely every single part of Star Wars is great. From a certain point of view, I am your host, my name is Joseph Scrimshaw, with me as always is a special guest, a small sip of whiskey. Here is what my co-host, small sip of whiskey, sounds like. Ah, tastes like Solo. That is right, this week, mmm, 
the whiskey is special. I'm not sure if I need to drink a little sip of whiskey at the beginning of every single one of these episodes, but this episode, it feels right, because this episode is all about being a scoundrel. It is a special episode because it is celebrating the release of Solo Colin, a Star Wars story. And not just that, there's more than one reason to take a sip of whiskey this episode because also, today is May 25th, the true Star Wars day. Hey, I love May the 4th. I love that through the power of community, a pun became a holiday. But today, May 25th, is the actual anniversary of the release of Star Wars, later retitled Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Now, as I record this, it is before May 25th, but I have seen the movie. I did get the opportunity to go to a screening earlier this week. I might mention a thing or two about the movie, but this is not a review. Our big Force Center team review will be out tomorrow, Saturday, May 26th, so tune in for that. And if you have not seen the movie Solo yet, maybe uh, wait to listen to this episode because there are some mild spoilers, or at least they might come spilling out of me. I might just start talking about Vat Weirdo's role. Vat Weirdo is the frog thing that is suspended in a jar. I don't know his canonical name yet. I've looked through the entire press kit they sent me. Can't find his name, so for now... In my heart, that character is still that weirdo, and I am still thrilled by that character's existence. Anyway, the final thing that makes this episode unique is this. This grievance has been sent in by me. The grievance is coming from inside the house, the house of my soul. Now, people who have been listening to Star Wars Counseling for a while, you know what the deal is. The point of this podcast is to acknowledge that there are things that bug us about Star Wars, about the actual films, about the continuity, sometimes even about the community or the discussion, and try to deal with those negative things. Say, yes, they exist, they're valid, they're real, and then work toward How can we feel better about that? Because the point of Star Wars at some point has to be joy, or why are we watching it? The point of this podcast is much like our heroes in Star Wars, is to try our very best to look at things from multiple different points of view and ultimately head toward the light. Now, normally I take grievances from audience members, and as always, when anything new Star Wars comes out, I'm sure there will be some for this movie. I had fun as I was watching this movie going, wow, I bet we're going to tackle that on Star Wars Counseling. I look forward to discussing them all in the coming weeks, months, and years. Yes, years. I am committed to this podcast. This podcast is like my love of Star Wars and the Jedi. They're relentless. Anyway, let's get right into this. Uh, I want to get this out of the way right away. My grievance is not about the movie itself. I enjoyed it very, very much. And again, we'll have a full review on Force Center with me, Jennifer, and Ken. But for me, this movie was a joy. It was exactly what I wanted. It's just a a fast-paced adventure that smacked of old serials and pulp magazines, lots of weird aliens and fast ships. To me, it's a smart and thorough examination of who Han Solo is and particularly who he was as a young man. I think it is a great, perfect summer popcorn movie, but also has some deeper things to say if you want to dig for them. But if not... 
That's fine, because look, it's Han Solo. He's shooting things, often first. He is flying fast, and he is making out in a cape closet. Just enjoy. And that is where the grievance comes in, because there are some people who quite legitimately will not enjoy Solo. And I say quite legitimately because we're all different and we all have different tastes. We all are at different points in our lives when we see a piece of art or entertainment and it does or does not connect with us, or sometimes it even angers us. And that leads to my actual grievance or my question to myself that I'm going to work through and hopefully it will help others work through the same thing is how do I stay positive How do we just relax and enjoy the delight, the treat of a new Star Wars movie, any Star Wars movie, when the debate around it is often so intense and sometimes even downright negative? If you love Solo, colon, a Star Wars story, how do you continue to clap and laugh and cheer when other people are most definitely not? I want to tackle this discussion in a language that Star Wars fans are very familiar with, and that is the language of duality. Star Wars is so much about duality. There's light and dark. There's new and old. There's lightsaber and blaster. Scoundrel and hero. Sometimes people's right arms are cut off. Sometimes they're left. Really, usually it's the right arms. Anyway, the point is, let's get into this using duality. The first duality I want to talk about is objective versus subjective and this is always such a weird and difficult conversation to have but I feel like in general in society but particularly in Star Wars and pop culture discussion it's a good thing to revisit it is a fact an objective fact that opinions are not facts they are subjective but almost all of us in our culture have a way of talking about our opinions as though they are the truth. And I think that's unfortunate because it makes conversations harder. It makes connections harder. When you put out a statement, and I think this really kind of started with what is strong writing. Now, if you want to say Alden Ehrenreich is bad as Han Solo. Now, if you say that as, for me... Alden Ehrenreich didn't capture the spirit of Han Solo. If you say that as an opinion, it invites discussion. Somebody else can say, I had a different experience. Let's compare and contrast what our experiences are and maybe how we might connect. Maybe what is different about us, what is different about our moments in life that we felt that way, and maybe we can come to some common ground, or maybe we don't come to common ground, but you just understand this person better. Like, is there a reason that they think Alden Ehrenreich's performance was bad? Now, in general, I think that we don't talk that way because we've been trained culturally to think that is a weak way of speaking, or certainly a weak way of writing to say, to me, Alden Ehrenreich's performance was not good. And instead, it just becomes, Alden Ehrenreich's performance was bad. Now it is a statement. Now it is a gauntlet being thrown at somebody who just has a different opinion because it is being stated as fact. And to me, it helps me calm down when I see somebody say something that I disagree with personally as my opinion and see it stated as a hard fact. 
and I get that sudden flare that we all have in the 21st century of someone is wrong on the internet, and I, ooh, should I say something? Like, no, no. That's their opinion, and I will have mine, and I try to remember that opinions are just opinions. To me, a movie uh, being objectively bad is a very, very hard thing to determine. It has to, to me, break agreed-upon rules of filmmaking and then not do it on purpose. Like Solo would have to have a boom mic that falls into the shot, hits Chewie in the head, his the bottom half of his costume falls off, and we see Yunus boxers. Then we could go... That's bad. If they didn't do that on purpose and left it in the film, we could go, that's bad. That's not how movies are supposed to be made. Ah, but that isn't even enough to say it is objectively bad because then you get into the entire cult of people who enjoy bad filmmaking. You get to Plan 9 from Outer Space and you say, the charm of that movie is that it was not well made because when you're looking at that, you are seeing the work of Ed Wood this desperate, weird, interesting human being who did not manage to make a technically good movie. And people love that movie. So it could be that in 2018, Solo comes out, the boom mic knocks Chewie's pants off, and people are astonished and can say, of course this is objectively bad. Flash forward to 20 years from now, 40 years from now, and people are like, you know what, I like those old Star Wars movies that really let their flaws show. That was honest filmmaking. When Ron Howard didn't fix that moment where Chewie's pants fell, fell off, that was true. Now we only have these slick, perfect Star Wars movies. As soon as you go down a road of trying to say what is objectively good and bad about art and entertainment, it just, to me, in my opinion, spirals into insanity. We have objective metrics like the metrics themselves are objective and we can do our best to analyze them we have box office performance we have uh summaries of critics reviews even those like rotten tomatoes are a point of contention because sometimes we don't know if different people have made an effort to actively change the ratings all of those things my point is if you are a person who is enjoying solo this weekend and you're seeing a swirl of debate about whether or not the movie was good. Just remember, all of this is coming down to phrasing. It's coming down to the way, and I don't mean that as an Archer joke way. I don't mean that as a uh, that's what she said joke. I mean that those are just opinions. No matter how they're stated, they're just opinions. I want to say that carefully because I feel like is that condescending? Because we all know, we all know that there's a difference between subjective versus objective. But right now in our culture, we just don't, for the most part, communicate it that way. And it changes the conversation. Now, I know a lot of people, some people, I don't know how many people, who knows? Uh, I guess we're going to take polls. There are some people who are going to dislike Han Solo, the movie. (laughs) That's not what it's called. Solo, a Star Wars story. Han Solo, the movie, would be awesome as well. Anyway, if you're listening to this and you dislike Solo, That's fine. I don't think it's contributing to any negativity at all to say, I didn't like it, or this part didn't work for me, or I thought this actor's performance was subpar. Any of those things are fine. And I think, in fact, if they're stated as opinions, they are doors to deeper conversations. If they're stated as facts, they are doors slammed shut in someone else's face. That 
is my opinion. To paraphrase the Big Lebowski, that's just like my opinion on opinions, man. So let's move on to our next duality, and that is need versus want. This has become a discussion in Star Wars community, and I think a lot of pop culture community, the discussion of do we need this movie versus do we want this movie? Personally, I don't need any movies, but I want them. I want them all. Not not all movies. There's a few that I'm fine without. The point is I want all Star Wars movies. I think the question is not about need versus want. I think the question is really why versus why not? As we learn more and more about the history of this project, about Solo A Star Wars Story, we learn that this is something that Lucas was interested in before he even sold the company to Disney. We know that John Kasdan, or rather Lawrence Kasdan, was excited about revisiting this character that he had worked on and had this connection to. We know that his son, John Kasdan, was interested in working uh, with his father about it, that he was a huge Star Wars nerd himself and really wanted to work on this. And I think when you think about it that way, it's not a big corporate decision of We know none of you need this solo movie, but we're going to ram it down your throat, says the giant monolith company that is Disney. No, actual human beings who have a long history with Star Wars, George Lucas, Lawrence Kasdan, John Kasdan, said, why not? Wouldn't this be fun? This is a fun romp. It lets us linger in this world that Lucas and all these other creators built and have an adventure. This movie is ice cream. This movie is a martini. This is a martini float. No one in the world ever needs a martini float. But I want a martini float. The question why asks a movie to prove its existence, to prove why it should exist. The question why not says, should we explore? Should we have some fun? Should we see if this works? Is there any reason to not do this? And I feel like why not is usually a better question to ask in the creative process. Now, to be fair to people who don't want this movie, I want to try to see it from the need perspective. I understand that from the need perspective, what people sometimes mean is there's a risk that giving us too much information will take the magic away, that over-explaining things will retroactively ruin the original things. Uh, I always talk about Star Wars as tip of the iceberg storytelling, and I understand, I can relate to the idea that you hear uh, Han Solo talk about the Kessel Run in the very first Star Wars movie, you see the tip of that iceberg, and then... This movie comes along and is like, hey, look at the rest of the iceberg. And you're like, I I don't want to see that iceberg. Just go back to the tip. I understand that. And for some people, this movie might be showing too much of Han Solo's iceberg. How do I get myself into these analogies? We do learn things about the Kessel Run, about the name Solo, which I'm sure we'll be talking more about here on Star Wars Counseling. We learn about how Han met Chewie, that great sitcom that should happen, how Han met Chewie, how I met my Wookiee. We also learn about where Han got his blaster, but to me, in my opinion, none of it had a a feeling of looking at the camera and winking. There's no scene where 
Han walks by a store called Vests Are Us and realizes, yes, I shall wear a vest. There's no scene where Han went, oh, well, I guess I shot first. That, for me, would be too much, but I don't think that's what's in this movie. Now, you might be a person who doesn't need any more information about how Han and Chewie met. You might be a person who doesn't want any more information about how Han and Chewie met, and that's fine. You can just not watch this movie or see it once and go, that's not for me. Go home and put in a new hope and enjoy. But I still think that is more about want than about need. Like I said, I don't need any movie. I need oxygen. I need water. I need to feel loved or at least tolerated by the people in my life. I need my kidneys. Technically, I only need one of my kidneys, but I want Star Wars movies. I want to sit in a dark room and be entertained for two plus hours by this particular collection of images and sounds that other creators were excited to share with me that said, why not? Why not tell the story of young, overly positive Han Solo struggling to escape his past, struggling to become an outlaw while denying the truth of his good soul? Why not? Wouldn't that be fun? The only thing I need when it comes to Solo is to not have a beer right before the movie because I have a tiny bladder and I do not want to have to pee during the Cape makeout scene. So my counseling for this particular discussion is if you are a want person who said, I want this movie, or even if you're a want person who said, I don't want this movie, I'm just not going to see it. And you're seeing a lot of people make the need argument. We did not need this movie. Just imagine you're in a restaurant. You order ice cream and someone else yells, I don't need ice cream. And then you yell back, cool, totally understand. And then you order ice cream if you want it and enjoy it because it's ice cream and you can choose to enjoy it if you want even if somebody else in the restaurant doesn't need ice cream i'm clearly very hungry while recording this episode of star wars counseling i'm gonna have a cheeseburger ice cream and a martini as soon as i'm done recording anyway i want to move on to my final bit of counseling, and it's kind of a big one. This has uh, been self-counseling, but I hope it's helping uh, you process as well, dear listener. And that final counseling, that final duality, is the duality of public versus private. I think most people who are Star Wars fans enjoy Star Wars in two pretty distinct ways. One is public. One is through the community, this huge, thriving community that over the years of doing this Force Center podcast, I have been thrilled to meet so many more people who make Star Wars a part of their lives, a part of their day-to-day lives. There's a huge, thriving community. you got podcasts, you have social media interactions, you have memes and GIFs, you have conventions you go to, you can watch streamed role-playing games of people playing Star Wars. It's all community, and it's great. Yay, Star Wars! Except when the yay Star Wars can sometimes turn into the yay, let's all fight about Star Wars. At that point, you have to look at the other side of this duality. Yes, Star Wars is a very, very public thing. Star Wars is ultimately, in its main primary form, a movie that you go to a giant dark room and sit in with other people and experience together. 
It is a very public thing. And yet, I would imagine that the reason a lot of us love Star Wars and where a lot of the true value has come from is the private enjoyment of Star Wars. Every time for myself when my love and my joy from Star Wars gets threatened by just the intensity of the debate, even if it's a debate where you're like, hey, I see your point, I see your point, I see your point, even when it's a debate where everybody's really discussing and debating respectfully, sometimes the intensity can just get to be so much when Star Wars is an escape from other things in life that are stressful. Whenever that happens to me, I try to remember the private moments of Star Wars joy when that noise in that debate gets too much. Anytime I get to that point of, is this too much? And uh, my my partner here on Force Center, Ken Namsock, in one of our very early podcast moments together, asked me, is it ever too much? Have you ever been like, I'm done with Star Wars for any reason. And I answered no, because even at my most frustrated, there are moments that I cling to. The feeling that I have had throughout the years at the twin sunset scene, that look on Luke's face, that music, how much it meant to me growing up to connect to that longing, that desire for adventure and connection and wondering what's over the horizon and so desperately wanting to see what is there, wanting to go, wanting to open up that door and see what is beyond, what is the next step in your own life adventure. That has meant so much to me and nothing, nothing will ever take that private joy of Star Wars away. I try to remember the joy of discovering an action figure in a store, rounding a corner and seeing Yoda like I did back when I was a child, seeing Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker, then when I was an adult and seeing Jedi Master Luke Skywalker hanging there from the shelf and just finding that moment of joy of discovering something that you longed for, something you had been staring off into the twin sunsets and going, I wish I could find that. And then you do, and it is your moment. Star Wars has made an impact on me in deep ways. I've told this story uh, other places, other podcasts. The just basic lessons of what the Force is from Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi, but Yoda particularly in Empire Strikes Back. Now we've got great uh, lessons from Luke in The Last Jedi of calm your mind, reach out with your feelings. You will feel it when you are calm, when you are at peace. And I have gotten through difficult times. I've gotten through some of my earliest performances, uh, playing the drums or acting or doing improv by hearing those messages, that reminder from Yoda, that depth of what Star Wars can be, bringing it into your own personal life and using it to make your life better. I had a terrible job when I was in college. I was working at a factory shrink-wrapping knives. That is right. I was taking sharp objects and trying to contain them in plastic, which, spoiler, doesn't work. And everybody who worked there cut their fingers constantly, and you were so ashamed of it, you had to sneak to the first aid kit, and it became a game where other people would try to catch you going to the first aid kit, and you, like a spy, 
would try to create some sort of distraction so other people didn't see you get a Band-Aid. It was a weird, boring, dangerous job that I did not want to do, and I got through it by imagining what new Star Wars action figures can they put out? This was right when the power of the Force line was really taking up speed, and it was uh, getting to the point where, like, oh, they're going to make all of these obscure characters from the movies. They're going to make up these obscure moments. And I got through a job where I cut myself constantly trying to shrink wrap knives by thinking, will they ever make a Bakta tank Luke Skywalker? Will they ever make an action figure that is truly just Mark Hamill wearing Depends? And the answer was yes. And that for me is a moment of private joy. There was a time early in my life uh, where I got dumped by a girl that I really liked and I needed somehow to just escape. I needed to turn off my mind and just be somewhere else. And one night in particular really sticks uh, in my mind. I was uh, wanted to have some food to pity eat. So I bought a frozen cherry pie and I burnt the hell out of it trying to cook it. And as I sat there eating a burned cherry pie, a whole cherry pie, trying to make myself feel better, I decided I'm going to start playing that video game I bought the other day. And I sat there playing Dark Forces on the PlayStation 1, and it was the greatest balm that my soul could possibly ask for. Now, I did not need Dark Forces on the PlayStation 1 or Burnt Cherry Pie to survive, but I wanted them, and they helped me. And there were those private moments where my real life, my real human life intersected with this huge, wild story of space wizards and spice smugglers. And it gave me strength and it gave me joy. And that is the part of Star Wars that can never be taken away by intense internet debate. Those moments are just as valid as what you choose to put on social media to demonstrate your fandom, to share your fandom with the rest of the community. The community is great, but if there's ever a time where the community is too much, go to your burnt cherry pie dark forces on the PlayStation 1 place and enjoy. And I would invite you, if you feel like sharing, if you want to make your private moments a part of the community, if you want to share some of your moments of private Star Wars joy, by all means, feel free to tweet at me, feel free to tweet at Force Center Pod, and share those moments where Star Wars just really intersected with your real human life. I think those moments are important because there's always going to be conflict in Star Wars. That storytelling, that human interaction conflict is a part of human interaction. And for me... Star Wars has become so big in the real world that there's always going to be disagreement. Just to make sure that I have all of the food analogies humanly possible in this episode of Star Wars Counseling, I will share my pizza analogy. To me, Star Wars is like pizza in that the majority of people that you ask, or at least the plurality, if you ask them, do you like pizza, they will say, yes, I love pizza. You grab any random three people and say, let's agree on exactly the kind of pizza to order. And suddenly, there will be much disagreement among people who thought they all liked the same thing. Star Wars is the pizza. 
But the movie choices, the casting choices, the directing choices, the style of animation, the mold of an action figure's head, all of those things are going to be toppings. And sometimes they're going to be things that you don't agree with. And I think uh, that all we have to do as fans is just remember we're all here sharing the pizza. Sometimes we need to compromise. Sometimes we need to eat around the ingredients we don't like. Sometimes we need to eat around the Rathtars. Not me. I love the Rathtars. The Rathtars are the pineapple of pizza. I enjoy them, but I understand why some people don't. So to sum up all of my counseling, that is partially for myself and hopefully for you, I believe everyone has the right to their strong Star Wars opinions, but we all have to remember, regardless of how they're stated, they are just opinions. If you see Solo and you love it, then you are right for you. If you see Solo and you do not need it or want it, that is right for you. You can go home, you can watch A New Hope, and you can imagine your own Kessel Run in your mind. You can even post that to share on social media, and that's fine. If all of the discussion, the debate, sometimes the dark side of anger and resentment, if the debate gets to be too much, just step away from social media and reconnect to your own personal love of Star Wars. When you are alone in a room, why do you love Star Wars? And finally, in the words of Han Solo, just tell yourself, Ain't no collection of social media posts, reviews, and other people's opinions controlling my destiny. Then jump in your cockpit, grab those controls, punch it, and escape into a world of fun. So thanks to me for sending that grievance in to me. I hope that helped. I hope that uh, everybody is ready to have a fun weekend of enjoying Star Wars as all of the debate and discussion swirls about. I'm sure, I am positive, that we will be taking some solo grievances for the next few episodes, and I'm really looking forward to that. And again, if you see Solo and you're not sure about it, we are here to help. We want to help. And if you just don't like it at all and don't want to feel better about it, that's fine too. We'll be here for the next Star Wars movie Send in any grievance you have. It can be about Solo. It can be about previous movies. It can be about something in the community. Whatever you want. Use the hashtag Star Wars Counseling. That's counseling spelled with one S. Those hashtags make it much easier for me to find the grievances. And speaking of finding things, you can find me on all the social medias at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my other podcast, Obsessed. That is all on josephscrimshaw.com. You can also like Force Center on Facebook and follow us on Twitter is at Force Center Pod. You can buy our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can support our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash Force Center. We have recently unlocked doing audio and video commentary for The Last Jedi, so thank you very much for that. Now I am off to go see Solo at least three more times, and I'm going to laugh, and I'm going to clap. And I'm going to cheer because that is what I want. Until next time, as Han Solo once said in a moment of brutal honesty, I don't know how we're going to get out of this one. That's it for Star Wars Counseling.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.